with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. Sukup Manufacturing Company, based in Sheffield, is now operating in a fourth North Iowa community. Earlier this year, the company started developing a production facility in the old Asserta building, located on the south side of Clear Lake, and Nadine Riggett is a Sukup project manager. We have had our dealers come to us asking that we provide them with the dryers that they need earlier and at a greater quantity. Sukup's U.S. sales manager is Jason Arndt. Our dealers have asked us and quite frankly demanded more production. And Riggett also had this to say. The location makes it possible for us to have a supply route that brings products to and from each one of the different facilities that we have. Currently more than two dozen people are part of the Clear Lake facility. Our thanks to Sukup Manufacturing Company for providing the audio used in this story. Come and Go is exploring all options for its network of more than 400 convenience stores as a wave of consolidation in the industry has been taking place. According to an article from Convenience Store News, those options include a refinancing, real estate leasebacks, or other forms of recapitalization as potential alternatives. A sale of Come and Go is also possible, which has a value around $2 billion. Established in 1959 by Bill Krauss and Tony Gentle with a single operation in Hampton, the company is now part of the Krauss Group, which operates a diverse set of companies. Come and Go recently closed its Hampton store on the west side of town. The Speaker of the Iowa House and 21 of his GOP colleagues have introduced a bill that could delay or possibly even derail proposed carbon pipeline projects in Iowa. Representative Stephen Holder, Republican from Denison, is a lead sponsor. If the bill becomes law, pipeline developers would have to get voluntary access to 90% of the pipeline route through Iowa before state utility regulators could grant the company's eminent domain authority to seize the rest. The bill also says the Iowa Utilities Board cannot issue permits until new safety guidelines for carbon pipelines are issued by the federal government and developers secure permits from the neighboring states that the pipelines would pass through. So all of these things, again, are designed uh, to, to provide some protections for, for our landowners that are going through this situation. Some of them do not want the pipeline to come through their property. Legislators began discussing new pipeline-specific rules last year but took no action. Pipeline backers have said it's unfair to change regulations after project development is well underway. Holt says it's not the concept of capturing carbon from ethanol plants that's the issue. It's the use of eminent domain to seize private property for these projects. That's the concern. Let's talk about the landowners. Let's talk about the century farms that have been there for over 100 years. Let's talk about these property owners that that don't want this uh, pipeline under their, under their farms. What about them? What about the rug being pulled out from under them? A Republican senator has introduced five different bills to address pipeline issues, but it's unclear what the GOP majority in the Senate would support. The House bill has the backing of the top Republican in the House, as well as the chairman of House committees that deal with taxation and legal issues. Holt, who is chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, says the bill would set up a process for landowners to file complaints with the Iowa Utilities Board about inadequate 
planned restoration along the pipeline route. The bill expands damages that can be compensated for, and this includes soil compaction, damage to uh, soil or water conservation structures, and damage to irrigation or drainage systems. The bill further uh, expands the claims a landowner can bring to include any identifiable loss from pipeline activity. Uh, and then finally, finally, it allows that a landowner may file an action of relief in either small claims or district court. Holt says the pipelines are a major issue in his district, which includes a Shelby a County. The Shelby County Board of Supervisors established local zoning rules for the pipelines and is now being sued by Summit Carbon Solutions. The Iowa House has approved a bill to prevent the statewide $133 million increase in residential property taxes that lawmakers say was the unintended consequence of a 2021 law. The fix cleared the Senate February 1st to pass the House on Wednesday. Representative John Forbes of Urbandale is among the Democrats who say it's unfair to city and county officials who've already built uh, slightly bigger budget plans. And when you look at the city's uh, budgets and for about 50 to 60, 50 to 60 percent for um, public safety, that's where probably most of the cuts are going to come from. In my city alone, we're looking at a close to almost a million dollar budget cut. The bill gives cities and counties until April 30th to complete their spending plans for the budgeting year that begins July 1st. Republican Representative Bobby Kaufman of Wilton says that gives cities and counties an additional 30 days to redo budgets based on the new information about how much property taxes will be paid. There will not be one dime cut from public safety due to this piece of legislation. And if someone does choose to do that, that's a local decision, that's a poor local decision, and I don't think it's one that's actually going to happen. The glitch that's being fixed was caused when lawmakers decided apartment buildings, nursing homes, and mobile home parks would no longer be taxed like commercial property, but as residential property starting this fall. This week, the Butler County Board of Supervisors voted to reduce recommendations made by the County Compensation Board for the county's elected officials for the next fiscal year. However, after county officials looked through the meeting minutes, there were some discrepancies between the wording of the motion and the figures in the resolution that was adopted. Therefore, the Butler County Board of Supervisors will reconsider the motion used to adopt the resolution to clear up the discrepancy at next week's board meeting. Wednesday night, the Rockwell City Council set March 13th at 7.05 p.m. as the date and time to hold a public hearing concerning the city's proposed fiscal year 2024 budget. In other business, the Rockwell Council discussed fireworks. The council was in agreement to revisit the city code allowing fireworks on July 3rd and 4th from 5 to 11 p.m. each day. When the code is actually revised, a public hearing will need to be held by the Rockwell City Council. This week, the Alden and Iowa Falls School Boards held a joint meeting, approved next year's academic calendar with a three-day spring break. The boards also approved shared contracts positions for several jobs, including transportation director and superintendent. The Iowa Falls School Board also held a regular business meeting and approved the purchase of a truck, two new driver's ed vehicles, and two used 12-passenger vans. In addition, the Iowa Falls Board approved to continue with the facility master planning effort. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 24 and the low of 5 degrees. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.